are Jehovah's Witnesses? What are some of the unique teachings and practices of the Jehovah's Witnesses that make it hard for Christians to witness to them? Have you tried to share the gospel with Jehovah's Witnesses, but feel like nothing you say makes an impression on them? Then join us today as I interview David England, author of Getting Through to Jehovah's Witnesses, Approaching Bible Discussions in Unexpected Ways. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, David, for being our guest today on Family Shield. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, tell our listeners your story and what happened when you encountered Jehovah's Witnesses years ago. How did you walk unprepared into a well-rehearsed watchtower argument when you first tried to witness to them? Well, I was uh, saved at age 18 when I was in college, and I really didn't do any systematic Bible study. I knew how to be saved, but that was about it. And I felt guilty uh, for a number of years that I wasn't sharing the gospel with people, and I knew Christians were supposed to do that. My problem was I didn't know how to break the ice. If I tried to do that with people, they'd get offended, I'd get in arguments, and so I pretty much gave up. But I prayed and I said, God, I know I'm supposed to share the gospel, but you're going to have to open the door because I don't know how to do it. Well, five years later, after that, um, my doorbell rang. I opened the door and there were two Jehovah's Witnesses standing there with Bibles in their hands. So I invited them in. I thought, well, they've broken the ice. They came to my door with Bibles and asked to talk to me about God. So I don't know how much more they could do to break the ice. So I said, well, come on in. I had no idea what Jehovah's Witnesses believed. I knew they had a magazine called Watchtower. I knew they went door to door. I knew they wouldn't take blood transfusions. That was it. I didn't know any of their doctrine. I didn't know they claimed to be Christians. I didn't know they claimed to be the only true Christians in the world. So I just let them talk and tell me a little bit about what they believed. Well, that's how I walked straight into a Watchtower presentation of what they believe. And they said, well, if you're really interested, uh, we'll be glad to offer you a free home Bible study and show you right from the Bible what it is that we believe. So I said, okay, and that started me down the path. And I walked into it with my heart in the right place, but I was totally unprepared. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to be unprepared when you're trying to witness to a Jehovah's Witness, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, they are well prepared. They are. What they believe and why they believe it. And Christians ought to be in the same situation. We ought to know not just what we believe, but why it is that we believe it and be able to show it to people from the Scriptures. We should, but a lot of times we don't. And then I think also, uh, as you so aptly share in your book, Getting Through to Jehovah's Witnesses, Approaching Bible Discussions in Unexpected Ways, you you explain clearly what they do teach about Jesus, which, you know, as you know, they teach a false Christ and a false gospel. But as you said, Christians don't know what they teach, and Jehovah's Witnesses don't always tell us in advance what they believe. I remember the first time I witnessed to a Jehovah's Witness, she told me we believed in the same God. 
<laughs> By the time we were done a few years later, she's like, we don't believe in the same God, Kay. Yeah. But, uh, and I'm sure your experience was similar to that. So as Christians who want to witness to Jehovah's Witnesses, what do we need to know about them? Well, you need to know the basics of what they believe on basic topics, like who is God, who is Jesus, what is salvation, what do I need to do to be saved. You also need to know the the reliance they place on the Watchtower organization. They believe that the Watchtower governing body speaks for God and was his authority, and that it's the only organization on earth that does. Consequently, they believe that all other religions, even religions of, of Christendom, are false and satanic. So they're there to bring the truth to us. So we need to really understand who do they think Jesus is? What do they think you need to do to be saved? How do I get across to them what I really believe, and how do I show it from the Scriptures? And it's kind of like, I compare it to going into a car dealership, and you're looking around. Well, a salesperson comes up to you. They are well prepared. They know the pitch they're going to give you. They know all the features of the cars. They play off what you say, and if you say you like good mileage, they'll show you a car and talk to good mileage. And Jehovah's Witnesses are well-trained, and that's what they do. They don't start, of course, by telling you all the things that would shock you. Mm -hmm. They don't say, oh, we believe Jesus is Michael the Archangel, not God. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't tell you that in order to be saved, you have to join their organization and do good works and endure faithfully to the end, going door to door and uh, doing all the things that they require and not doing all the things that they forbid. They're not going to tell you that at the outset. And so you really need to know that at the beginning so that you can ask questions. That's right. Yes. I I found, um, especially your early part of the book where you explain how they kind of take the lead and start teaching you and and what is important about context and content and just explaining that very important, and it's not something that I've ever read in other people's books. I really appreciate that you start at the very beginning, kind of where you were when you first met them, and I I like that. Talk just a little bit about that uh, well-rehearsed Watchtower argument that you started talking about. What happened, and how can we as Christians make sure that we don't get pulled in to believing what they're teaching. Well, they offer everybody, they say, free home Bible study. Now, you would think that that means you would get out your Bible and you'd pick a book like Romans or Galatians or whatever, and you would go verse by verse through the Bible, and they would show you what they believe. Instead, what they do is they offer you a free Watchtower book, something called, like, What Does the Bible Really Teach? as their study book that they use at any particular time. That gives you Watchtower doctrine. It quotes Bible verses, but it quotes them just in support of their position on things. And so you start out with kind of a bait-and-switch. This isn't really a Bible study. It's a book study. And they say at the beginning, well, you can ask any questions you want, and they'll let you do that. But pretty soon they'll kind of put you off, and they say, well, you know, 
That's interesting. We will cover this later in the book. And I wonder if we could just go through the book, because we will get to that subject. You just remind me later if, we, if you think we haven't gotten to it, and I'll make sure we get there. And so you tend to be polite. You say, well, okay, that's fine. And pretty soon you find out you're no longer asking your own questions. You are answering their questions. There are a lot of study questions. Uh, you know, they'll say, Jesus uh, is Michael the Archangel, and then they'll have a study question. How do we know that Jesus is the Archangel Michael? And you're supposed to give the answer that they gave. And pretty soon you find yourself passively parroting back what they say in their book. And, of course, you have the freedom in your own living room to say, well, I'm sorry, I, I don't see that. I think this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the beginning, they'll be polite. But after a while, you know, they're kind of looking. Are you going to get? Are you going to get with the program? Are you going to start being humble and accepting what they tell you, or are you just going to argue with them? Because if they think you're just there to argue with them, they'll say, "Well, we're not getting anywhere," and, and call it off. And they'll call it off. Yes. Right. Yeah. Consequently, what we need to do uh, is is ask good questions and be sincere in the questions, you know, I'm really trying to understand why you believe like Jesus is the archangel. Well, could we look at the verses in the Bible that actually mention Michael the archangel, and we'll read them, and then you show me where it says in there that that is Jesus. And sometimes they'll say, well, okay, that sounds fair. And you you just say, you know, I'm here to learn what you believe and why you believe it. So I'll let you teach me what you believe, but you're more in control of the questions. Let's look at the verses. I'm not just going to read your book and say, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. So David, I have never really felt that it's a good idea for Christians to use their material and study with them, but I know a lot of apologists say it's okay. Um, what what do you say about that? I know you, you're explaining how they go about the book studies, which are not Bible studies, you're right. Um, but do you, if people are trained to ask the right questions and do it in the right way, do you think that's all right to do? Or do you encourage them to just study the Bible together? Yeah, well, my first, my first approach is to say, well, we thought we were going to have a free home Bible study. I'd like to study a book of the New Testament. How about, you know, well, let's pick one of the Gospels, or let's pick Romans. I always like Romans because it's so doctrinal. Mm-hmm. Or Galatians. Romans and Galatians are, are the biggies that I would use. And they generally won't do that. And you're just looking at them and saying, well, what kind of Bible study is it if we don't just open up the Bible, read it, and read it for what it says, and see how much we agree on Let's get out of it whatever is in there. Some witnesses will do that. We, we actually had a witness do that. First time we witnessed to him, and he ended up getting saved, just reading through Romans. He, he realized, this doesn't teach what we believe. Right. But often they won't do that. It's like, no, you. they said to, uh, to one person I know who, who likes to witness to them, they said, well, what have you got against Watchtower literature? No. <laughs> and he said, well, what have you got against the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> a good, <laughs> good comeback, yeah. But, you know, if you're prepared, I'm fine with going through their book, but you have to be prepared, and you have to understand that you cannot lapse into passivity, where you just read their paragraph, answer the question the way they want you to, and, of course, if you don't give their answer, they will very politely 
try to draw you in, correct you, and that sort of thing. What I do if I'm using a Watchtower publication is I'll just use it topically. If that book is talking about who's Jesus, okay, that's what we'll talk about. Okay. If it's talking about uh, you know Armageddon or the end times or what do I need to, need to do to be saved, okay, that's the topic we'll discuss. But I'm going to share with you what I believe. I'm going to show you scriptures that I think teach what I believe and ask ask you as a witness to comment on them. I, I just like to get your take on this. If you ask them that, you're not threatening them. You're just very politely saying, well, please explain this passage to me. Because it seems to me to say that Jesus is God, but apparently you don't believe that, so please explain to me what this passage does mean, in your view. So again, just asking good questions and maybe leading through the questions where you want to go next and not just taking what they're saying as truth, because the majority of their doctrines are not what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I like to ask uh, periodically, if I give my statement that this is what I believe, and I show you scripture, they don't want you teaching them. They think you're a pagan. They think you're in league with the devil. So I'll say, now, do you understand, do you see why I would believe that from this passage? Because mm-hmm. I understand you don't believe it. Do you see why I believe it? Now, if they say no, well, that's kind of rude. You know, I, I don't see that. And and we we asked that one time, we had two witnesses, one was an elder and the other was not, and we asked the fellow, and the one guy says, oh yeah, I see why you believe it. Oh, the other guy, I found out later, reamed him out. How could you say that? How could you say And he said, I said to him, I didn't say I agreed with him. He asked me, why. you see yeah. from that passage why I would believe that Jesus is God? Yes, I see why you would believe it. Now I'm going to correct you and teach you and show you why he isn't, but he said, I did see that, that, you know, those are hard verses for us to answer, and I see why he would believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, that, the, the, the elder just said, nope, we're not going to talk to him anymore, and this guy came back mm-hmm. and ended up getting saved. He just came back on his own. Because he, he did said, see why. he, he yeah, The he Holy Spirit works through his word. Yeah, absolutely, right. yes. Well, I need to make a few announcements, and then we're going to come back, and what I think I'd like to do during the second half is just Let's talk about how we share the gospel with them based on all of their false teachings about Jesus and that they believe good works are necessary to be saved, yet God's word says the opposite. I know our time will go quickly. Today, Family Shield is giving away several tracts that the Family Shield Ministries Countercult Ministry purchases and gives away to help Christians learn to witness more effectively to Jehovah's Witnesses. To request these complimentary copies, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email witness2family at gmail.com. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also donate on our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support our ministry. 
go to thrivent.com slash thrivent choice or call thrivent 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Again, you can learn more on our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. Now I want to go back to my guest, David England, author of Getting Through to Jehovah's Witnesses, Approaching Bible Discussions in Unexpected Ways. We've been talking about how to do this, but I want to give David an opportunity to let our listeners know how they can get a copy of his book. And uh, if you would share that, uh, we'll make sure we also share it with our listeners. David. All right. You can get my book uh, through Amazon.com. You can get it either in paperback or in Kindle version. And if you buy the paperback, you also get a free Kindle version if you would like. Uh, So that's the best way to get it. If if someone is listening who runs a Christian bookstore, uh, the book is available through Ingram Spark, so you could order it there for, to put it in your bookstore. That's great. And really, your book came out of your many years of first studying with them and then growing in your faith. And I would think, I mean, there's just, it's it's a I have to say to the listeners, I have lots of books in my library on how to witness to Jehovah's Witnesses. And and I read this one. There's different, you've got different twists as you talk about approaching Bible discussions in unexpected ways. So you uh, really get into a lot of detail about all kinds of topics. But um, I would recommend this book. I just loved it. I read every bit of it. A lot of times, oh, I've seen that before. I can skip over it. Nope, I didn't skip over anything, David. Thanks so much for for writing the book. So as we have about a half of a program left, which is going to go quickly, let's talk about sharing the gospel with a Jehovah's Witness. And uh, the challenges, because they teach, as you mentioned earlier, before his birth, Jesus was our Uh, Michael the Archangel, uh, also a God, lowercase g, not Almighty God, Jehovah. And uh, while he was on earth, he was only a man. And then after the resurrection or recreation, again, he was Michael the Archangel, or a God. Um, Because of that, this sharing the message of God's love through Jesus Christ is difficult. What do you do to share the gospel with the Jehovah's Witness? Well, I have in my book uh, about five different approaches that I use with regard to salvation. One of them uh, I call the come-to-Jesus approach, and in that I kind of bypass arguments about who Jesus is, and I highlight things that Jesus said, particularly in John 5, verses 39 and 40, where he said to the religious leaders, you diligently search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, that you refuse to come to me to have life. And I stress Jehovah's arrangement for our salvation is that we come and deal with his Son. You have to come to his Son to get life. If he told us to go to Moses, we'd have to go to Moses. If he told us to go to Joshua, we'd have to go to Joshua. But he said, come to Jesus. And when Jesus gives a command, it's a command. And Jesus said, the words that I speak come from my Father. So if Jesus gives a command, 
that's actually repeating a command of Jehovah God. So you, know, you say that to a witness, they'll, they'll perk up. I mean, he's talking about obeying Jehovah. You people don't obey Jehovah. Well, Jehovah said, you've got to come to Jesus. And then, of course, you get into, well, how do I do that? He isn't in Jerusalem anymore. He's off in heaven. Well, how would we do that? How, how do you contact somebody in heaven? You pray. Of course, they don't want to pray to Jesus any more than you and I would pray to an archangel. You say, look, how do you come? He commanded you to do it, so it must be okay. And one thing that I did when I was struggling with this back when I studied with him, I actually prayed and I said, Father, Jehovah, I don't even know what I'm supposed to call you. It seems like I'm supposed to talk to Jesus and come to Jesus. I don't know if that's blasphemy or if that's required. I really don't know. So please forgive me if I'm doing it wrong, but let's make this a conference call. I want to talk to you and Jesus at the same time. I'm not doing it behind your back. I mean, I was that scared. Mm. And I've had witnesses say, that really helped me. You know, it's like, okay, if, you know, I'm just asking Jehovah to forgive me if I'm wrong, but I, 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 want, to, I want to talk to my mediator. I want to talk to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that helps. There's another approach that I like uh, called the faith and works approach, because they're very much works-oriented. If you talk about justification by faith, salvations by grace through faith, apart from works, immediately they'll say, James 2.26 says, faith without works is dead. They want to quote James. Mm-hmm. Get you into works. And one reason that I talk about doing discussions in unexpected ways is if you just do it that way, I say faith, and they'll say works, and I give them faith verses, and they give me works verses, and we go back and forth, and it's you know kind of like Bible ping-pong, and nobody gets anywhere. Instead, I like to do the unexpected, and I start out and say, I'd like to talk with you about faith and works. And I want to say that I believe what James says, that faith without works is dead. I quote their verse. Well, they're happy, you know, they're, oh, this is wonderful. And I say, you know, James says that, and I believe that good works are an important part of the Christian life. We're saved to do good works. But you know, what really puzzles me then is what Paul says about faith and works in the book of Romans. And in and, and view of the fact that faith without works is dead, I wonder if we could look at what Paul says, and maybe you can explain that to me, because it's hard for me to reconcile that with what James says. And then, by doing it that way, you're getting them to look at what Paul says in Romans about faith and works. You're asking for them to help you understand it. That forces them to look at it. I'm not threatening them. I'm not arguing with them. I'm just asking them to help me understand how how Romans and James work together, because they're, they're all the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And they don't know that that's the same struggle Martin Luther had. But sure. It is. But, you know, you're just asking them to help. And, and if you ask them to help you and you're sincere, you're really trying to understand these things and, and really, you know, understand how the Bible all fits together, you're approaching it together. You're not arguing with them. You're approaching it together, and you're asking for them to, to explain and give their take on it. Well, that forces them to really examine it instead of arguing with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, tell us a time when you... Um we're witnessing to a Jehovah's Witness about this message, just a story about what they said, how they responded, whether they believed or not. Well, I, uh, I, was, I, I do a lot of 
witnessing online nowadays. I do too. I was witnessing yeah. to a, a, a witness who realized there were problems with the Watchtower. He was struggling with who Jesus is. He, he wanted to believe the Watchtower, but he could see that there were some problems with that. And so I used the come-to-Jesus approach, because I thought, you got to get them to Christ, to the Holy Spirit, so that they can, you know, really connect with God, and then he'll teach them. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, you know, I just bypassed it, and I did the John 5, 39 and 40. I said, read what that says. So he read it, you know, about come to me, and the problem you Pharisees, you won't come to me. I said, have you come to Jesus? That's what he said to do. Well, he says, I, I don't even know how I would do that. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, since he's in heaven, how would you contact him? Well, I pray, but we can't pray to Jesus because he's an archangel. Well, I said, what did he command you to do? Come to me. Oh. I said, where did Jesus get his teachings from? Was he arguing with Jehovah about it? Or did he say, the words that I speak aren't mine, they come from my Father? So I said, when Jesus says, come to me, that's a command from Jehovah himself. No. Don't you think it'd be okay to come to it? Well, he's still, you know, oh, he was scared. Mm-hmm. You know, I, could, I could be talking to a demon. Mm-hmm. That's how they. That's what they're taught. Yeah. So I, I suggested the, the conference, what I called a conference call approach. And I said, well, why don't you direct your prayer first to Jehovah, because you know that's safe. And just tell him, look, I read this in the Bible. It sounds like I'm supposed to talk with Jesus. And I said to him, how can he be your mediator if you're not allowed to talk to him? How does that work? Well, that, that that resonated with him. I said, look, ask Jehovah if it's okay for you to talk to both Jehovah and Jesus at the same time. Bring Jesus into the conversation. And then talk to Jesus and Jehovah and ask them to show you the truth. Ask them to show you what they really need for you to do in order for you to be saved and to know that you're saved. That was a huge breakthrough for him. He did that, and within like a week, he, he was born again. Wow, that's fantastic. We have like one minute left, uh, David. I was so glad you shared that story because I, I love that. Just Jehovah commands that we come to Jesus, and there's so many verses about that. So just encourage them to, uh, to do that, uh, as simple as that is. 60 seconds. Any quick thoughts as we... Uh, complete the program for today? Well, my, my thought is we need to get Christians involved in this. You know, locally, they won't even come to my house anymore. No, mine either. They don't want to lose people yeah. to, 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 you know, what they consider to be a false gospel. But if they met prepared Christians everywhere they went in our little town, think of the difference that would make. Mm-hmm. They can't hide from everybody. They go door to door. If they got a good gospel presentation from everyone, think of the difference that would make in the lives of these dear people. Okay, good. Our time is up. My guest has been David England. His book, Getting Through to Jehovah's Witnesses, Approaching Bible Discussions in Unexpected Ways. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries. Learn more about Family Shield at www.familyshieldministries.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com 
or Wright Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.